Welcome to the Earth Within podcast. I'm your host, Sophie French. This podcast is a place for expression and reflection around cyclical living, creativity, and embracing your own unique essence to be in tune with nature's rhythms. My mission is to help you earth your energy within and resource you back to self in order for you to feel radiant and empowered along your own journey in life, passions, and soul work. As a certified space holder and mentor, these are all concepts that I love to explore and importantly embody. And you are in the right place if you feel the same way too. Let's begin by taking a breath in through the nose and releasing with a beautiful exhale. I can't wait to share today's episode with you. Hello, lovely Courtney. How are you? Welcome to the Earth Within podcast. It's so beautiful to have you. Hello. Thank you for having me on. It's my first podcast and it feels kind of a little bit of a big deal and I can't believe it, but I'm happy to be here. Thank you. Oh, thanks for coming on. Um, we had to have this conversation, right? It's only a couple of days ago that we were in DMs discussing this topic and today we're going to go into what it means to be trauma aware as a well-being practitioner and holistic mentors together in this space and really being pioneers in this industry for discernment and having boundaries and yeah so we're going to touch on that basically go through the problems problems you're seeing I'm seeing and feeling and then hopefully by the end some solutions as well so um To begin with, I'd love for you to explain to everyone else what has been coming up for you over the last few weeks to do with this topic and and what are you seeing and experiencing um, in this space of trauma and being trauma-informed and the complexities of this that are at play. Yeah, so... I suppose I'd start with I am not actually a qualified trauma-informed black practitioner. I suppose when I say the word trauma-informed, I also mean, I guess, from my own learnings and my own experiences and even just witnessing my therapists and even just work that I do, um, it's something that I think is just a way of being real, genuine human Mm -hmm. and approaching things with compassion and complexity and Um, I guess being aware of how different words you use and different I suppose language and yeah I suppose even sort of what we share and um, consume and how that can really affect us as a human and especially when it comes to I suppose the work that we do being so really involved with people's um, emotions and their mental states and their own inner world and challenges so it's a really sensitive place for people um, and I think it's really loosely often talked about and I think um, yeah I suppose just seeing it online mainly like social media um, but even just witnessing it too in everyday people's conversations and things sometimes I even see it there but it's not I suppose a negative thing or a bad thing I think it's just people unaware of how they're approaching I suppose, um, certain conversations and topics. And I suppose it's really the intention behind what they're doing with what they're saying, what they're sharing. So I guess in our aspect being sort of in the health and wellness space, holding, counselling, emotional wellbeing space, um, it's really just, I think, seeing a lot of complex issues within people that are really simplified and um, almost, yeah, I think, trying to dabble on those and navigate those in an online world and knowing there's a lot of vulnerable people that are just looking for information and, you know, will really be open to taking anything that's going to help them feel better, especially if they're in quite a a low state. Mm. It's really, I think, scary to see some of the things that are being shared and put out there. Um, And I guess the words of like up-leveling and transforming and, you know, do this and you'll feel this and a lot of like kind of wishful promises and I'm not saying that's a negative thing but I suppose for the complexity of being a human especially the ones that are like kind of logging into this information because obviously they are looking for help looking for support in one way or another um so I think it's just seeing some of the ways that's being done 
um, is a little bit problematic or, you know, I suppose I just really want to open up conversation and remind people of, of how we approach this space, especially the world being so online. Um, and that's pretty much where we get most of our information from. So, yeah, that's kind of what I've started to just tune into um, personally and through sessions and things and, and connecting with others in the space. So, yeah. Yeah. Thank you for sharing that, um, yeah, how it's been navigating it. And I feel similar, you know, in the ways of, yeah, being in this space, supporting people, especially in mental health. It's it's one of those things that we're so complex. It's never just one answer, one size fits all. That's not what we're here for. And so knowing that we're so complex as humans is to be aware of that complexity. And I think that that's what being trauma aware is, involved in or um you know like it's related to the awareness and so there's a few um things I'd love to touch on first before we get deeper into it just that um I was listening to a podcast a couple of days ago actually called like trauma informed everything it's a another podcast and they were saying about how trauma isn't actually a new thing like it's a new buzzword being trauma informed, but trauma has been around since humans have been around. Like trauma exists in the body um, from experiences we're reliving. And so there's this quote that they said on the trauma informed podcast. So I'd just like to begin with that. And it's by Pierre Genet. And this was in 1889 that he said this. So the quote is, as long as people are unable to integrate the memories of the trauma, fragments of the experience keep returning as intense emotions, images, bodily sensations, and as irrelevant behaviours. And so this just, I mean, even though that's only like 200 years ago, what I really want to bring into this conversation first and foremost is that there's been Indigenous cultures that have had an awareness of being trauma-informed for centuries you know they've known that this comes up in people's bodies they've known also to heal it and to be aware of it and so just to really bring that awareness in first that um you know what we're discussing isn't new and we're we, but what we're bringing to this is a conversation of awareness around it I think I've said awareness like 500 times now so I feel like I love that word <laughs> same awareness and there's um this actually brings me to my next sort of um there's so many ways to say you can be trauma sensitive trauma aware trauma informed trauma trained trauma um competent so we're really bringing that all in sort of like in a little bubble and letting it be there because there's lots of ways different ways you can say it but what we're sort of being present with here is like you said, this conversation that it's our responsibility as mental health, well-being, wellness practitioners in any sort of sense, whether you're holding circles, whether you're holding counselling sessions, that it's really important that we have a grounded presence with people's potential to have experienced trauma. And so there's something that you, um, when you messaged me the other day and said that there was a graphic, I think it was, that um, came up and I think the words were suffering is your choice. And mm -hmm. so, and, you know, and you, you said you felt upset by that. And so to, to really illuminate that, that can be activating, then that can then in turn bring a trauma response. And so I'll also begin and acknowledge that I'm not a trauma informed practitioner either, or have been trauma trained, but this is such an important conversation to have. And so as we bring into this conversation, the guiding principles of being trauma-informed. The um, As I've been doing some research about it, there's some, yeah, guiding principles are creating safety, trustworthiness, transparency, empowerment, and being aware of cultural, historical, gender issues, privilege, and bias. So it's so heavy. It can be heavy. It can be complex, but we're here. So we're going to just do our best to have a conversation around it. And so thank you to everybody, um, yeah, tuning in. And I wonder if you feel like this too, like Courtney and I as well. Sometimes you might see things on Instagram and it's like, what? You know, you don't know. You don't know me. You don't know my my 
experiences. So it really is sort of about people's individual experience of life. And so I wonder how this filters through your work. Like how do you as a holistic mentor and space holder as well bring this awareness, you know, that people can experience trauma and how, how might that affect the way that you hold space? Yeah, I think it is. Trauma in itself is a complex thing. And I also think it's it's a word that sometimes people also feel is so related to really um, huge, big things like getting in a car accident or, you know, being assaulted or something really terrible. But it can also be little things like being teased as a little kid and feeling shame or, you know, I suppose trauma is such a complex thing that we all experience it could be failing at something it could be getting you know yelled at by someone and then that has caused an emotion response that if that happens again you're going to have this sense of like being scared or being shameful or you know I suppose it is a complex thing as well but I think at the end of the day the way I sort of see it and try and approach it within the work that I do but also just being a person and mm. interacting with people in your day-to-day life, whether that's your family, your friends, you know, down at a cafe, like it's just being human. And I think honoring that is we don't have to hide all of the parts that are, you know, if you're feeling really anxious and you just had a panic attack and then you show up to something that's like, you know, maybe work and they're like, yeah, I'm fine. You know, it's okay to actually tell people that, you know, you're not feeling okay or, um, you know, for me, even if I, I, I don't claim to be healed or like, you know, I help people with anxiety and things and that's kind of where my journey started. But it's, it's just, I think, finding the vulnerability and just being a human and accepting and talking about and honouring that it's okay. Like you said before, if you're suffering because you're feeling anxious or, you know, you have some sort of challenge or grieving, you might be um, hurting there's a valid reason why and there's always an experience that's led up to that and it doesn't mean you're a bad person or there's anything wrong with you or I suppose um yeah like it's okay and I think coming from that place of acceptance and then moving through the acceptance with compassion um but just being a human and I suppose all of these sort of things and I think sometimes you see in the wellness industry called pain points so Mm. when they sort of highlight what could be wrong you know are you feeling tired are you feeling sad you know they're very basic examples but basically negatively attaching these questions and how you're feeling and then saying if you'd like to feel this which is obviously a more positive thing do this and I just think it's it's you know rather than approaching it with this fixed it mentality I think sometimes even just having this really accepting self-compassionate approach with it and just really um, honouring being a human and the complexities of that. Um, and with anyone I speak to and, and, and even hold space for, I think they feel a sense of genuineness and authenticity and not like tooting my own horn or whatever that saying is. But it's what I try to do first and foremost. I don't have all the answers. I don't have all this great like guidance and, you know, advice and, and solutions. But I think it's more so just holding a space and, allowing people to feel like it's okay to have trauma, to feel shit, you know, to be a human that might not be having the best day or having, you know, I like to use the word wobbly, you know, like life is wobbly, you know, healing is wobbly, being a human is wobbly. And I think it is so up and down. And I think honouring that kind of yin-yang, you know, push-pull of everything we go through as a human is so beautiful and I think to really encourage that rather than hiding away from I suppose these like negative types of feelings that we seem to always want to fix or dismiss but Mm. rather sitting in it and really um sustainably kind of being with it so it's not something that's just going to get pushed down and down and down um and yeah, just allowing people to feel safe. You know, if you this morning I woke up really anxious. I haven't felt anxiety for like probably I don't know six months. Like true, true panic attack, feeling anxiety. And you know, I used to think I can't tell people that because they'll think that I don't know what I'm talking about, and that you know I am. But I am still a human, and I still experience emotion. And I think even when you know 
yeah, I guess whenever you're interacting and connecting, it's just from being able to, well, that's what I do anyway, is just trying to honour that um, that humanness really. And it's so complex and it doesn't have to be perfect. And the yeah. raw realness of it, I think, is what um, is beautiful. Mm. So, yeah. so beautiful, everything you're sharing, Courtney. Honestly, the... Um... I've just been taking notes <laughs> like um, on my page and there's lots I've circled around this fix it mentality. And that's something that I learned through um, training to hold circles, hold sacred space for women, like stepping into the role of a sacred witness has changed my life and the way I see myself and others, because now I innately know I'm whole and you're whole and the people that I come into contact with are whole and that nobody needs saving because we all are like, um, as we grow up, I can speak for myself. Like I felt very conditioned to like help and fix and, you know, what can I do to like, you know, help this person, person feel better. That's just like a natural human instinct, right? If someone's in pain or someone's, um, you know, uh, like anything, even simple, like has dropped something like, oh, pick it up, you know? So it's sort of like this conditioning and, and deconditioning that everyone needs to be saved or is broken. And so coming into this awareness of everybody's wholeness, I really love how you, yeah, have illuminated that for us, that we're assuming the humanness in everyone, that to be feeling emotions is what we're meant to do as as humans like we are here to live a human experience you know there's and there's different ways we all are doing that and engaging with that but like you said to sit with the emotions that are there and to allow them and to acknowledge them and for them to not be wrong and for them to not make you needing to be saved or something then I think that there's some real yeah real magic in that and like something came through as you were speaking. There's this quote I've seen pop up over, over the years that is like healed people, heal people. And it pisses me off. Like I am not here to hold space as a, like you said, we're not saying we're, oh, we're perfect. So like just you guys come and have a seat and we'll just be like, I live my life perfectly. No way. Like I'm here to be the whole spectrum of not okay, okay grieving, strong, empowered. Like I'm here to experience it alongside everyone. Like I don't believe that anyone's above or, you know, more. (laughs) It's a podcast, Sophie. No one can see your hands. (laughs) But I'm like, you know, along the journey. So I think there's something to do with that, right? Like no one's above or below or in front or behind it's just really nice to bring a sense of acknowledgement to everyone is having a human experience at the end of the day. No one escapes all of the emotions we feel. We just feel them in different ways. And, and as you were saying, um, yeah, especially about emotions, what came up was embodiment. Like I've just sort of feel like I'm beginning to really truly embody emotions. I wonder how that that journey's been for you. And like you mentioned about feeling anxious this morning. And I wonder how today you were compassionate to yourself compared to, I think you said, was it six six months ago? Or did you say like, you know, when you used to experience it more? I wonder how do you feel that's different for you to embody that emotion? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Well, just really long story short, about five years ago, I used to experience anxiety, like crippling panic attack, almost, you know, like I couldn't leave the house, I couldn't go to work. So really quite intense emotion of anxiety. And I'd experience that every day. And I probably never went a day, like for a couple of years, I probably never went a day without some sort of impact of anxiety. Mm. So back then I was almost really, um, I was in a fix it mentality. When it came up, I was freaking out. I hated the fact that I couldn't control how I was feeling. I hated that it almost felt, and I think I explain my anxiety as a way of you're there, but you're not there, you know? So you're, I'm literally, I could go to work sometimes or I would, you know, um, just be having a conversation with someone and I might be feeling really anxious and I was fully there, able to talk, almost just put this like character on 
And then, but inside, I was absolutely not there. I was thinking about every sensation that was going on in my body, every fearful worry, like, what if I need to get out of here? I need to, you know, so this like safety, security sense of my anxiety would tune in. So I suppose when I was trying to heal from it and understand why I was going through this, which I now know, um, but I was very much, oh, I've got anxiety. I need to put my essential oils on. I need to go and meditate. I need to go and do all the things which are beautiful and definitely helped me at that point of my journey. Mm. But now I suppose when I do experience it, if, you know, like I said, I really don't experience it at all. You know, I can't tell you the last time I had a panic attack and I used to have them every day. So it's really a beautiful healing of my own, but it's been a lot of work to get there. But I still acknowledge that I'm a sensitive person and I do experience anxiety because I do have trauma that are attached to old experiences. So it still triggers it, you know. Um, but I, I simply today and I think nowadays when I do experience any emotion that, you know, I don't like necessarily is just simply observing it um, and really just... And that's harder to, it's easier to say than to actually do it. Mm. But for me, I just sort of try my hardest to be self-aware and actually almost detach from what's going on, my physical body, my racing, like whatever's going on in my mind Mm. and simply just observe it and breathe. And I know breathing is such a like, just breathe, everything will be fine. It'll calm you down. But truly, I think tuning into your nervous system whenever you're experiencing something for me especially anxiety being such a physical felt emotion um yeah and I know so I suppose really breathing just observing just being like I literally say to myself what's the worst going to happen you're okay you're sitting here you're alive you're breathing Mm. it's going to pass you're not going to feel like this forever and I often go back and I'm like okay remember that time that you thought you're going to die because of anxiety well you're, you're here now you actually mm. made it you're fine and just really like self-soothing and that kind of talk um really a big one for me is compassion so I will honestly and, and people tell me and Elle my counsel this morning actually said you always hold your chest it's obviously a beautiful thing like I put a hand to my heart and I think it's a natural response of just like, you know, that kind of touch and reminding yourself that it's okay and that comfort. Um, so I think, yeah, there's a lot of ways I deal with it now when it does arise. Um, but yeah, observing it was how I kind of um, deal with it this morning mm. um, and try to, if it does come up these days and just witness it and just allow it. Because if I try and push it down, it'll just keep bubbling up and then push it down, it'll keep bubbling up. Yeah. and then it'll explode so now when it comes through I sort of just allow it to arrive see what it's doing check in if it's valid or not because there mm-hmm. is times that you can be anxious for a really valid reason um yeah. or there could be times it just happens so um yeah really just checking in and allowing it to move through otherwise yeah we, we don't process things and we suppress and it will keep coming through a bit mm. that's kind of how I handle it these days which is a nice change yeah it's it's yeah just gorgeous to hear of that like you said journey of traversing your own inner workings and what I hear is holding space for yourself and your own trauma then can you know contribute to holding space for others and their trauma and just being deeply embodied in that sense of like I can hold myself you know hand to heart I can um take a moment, take a breath, or I can feel these emotions. I'm safe to feel this. I think this, this weaves its way beautifully into our work, like to be able to arrive as, you know, being trauma sensitive or trauma aware is to be first of all, trauma aware of your, of your own, um, you know, personal, personal journey and what might be activating or what might be um, more challenging. And so, yeah, there's something about that as, you know, we, we sort of have gone through the problems or what we see in the wellbeing industry, especially through social media, communicating like blanket terms, you know, that can be quite directive of like, it's your responsibility to feel happy or something or whatever it might say. Um, you know, so moving now towards like self-compassion and holding space for yourself to hold space for others. I think that if we can go into, you know, this, this curiosity and a conversation now about 
the solutions and like moving forward in not to solve this. It's, it's a thing that will consistently like come up, but just where do you see, where do you feel there could be improvements in the way people interact and, and are trauma informed or trauma aware or even just kinder and more compassionate? Like what, what do you do yourself or what do you see, you know, emerging? Yeah, I think that's it. It's hard to give like a generalized, you know, answer and what should we do? What are the solutions? Yeah. There's lots yeah. of things, I suppose. But um, for someone who I never want to make people feel like they have to fix things, but I do think there's general concepts and um, ways of approaching things rather than thinking it's going to be the solution. But I think it's it's all the same sort of thing. It's what we can do to sort of contribute and help. Um, but I think something that I remember um hearing I don't remember who actually said it to me but I just remember it from somewhere and it was something along the lines of everyone is just meeting every moment the best they know how in that moment it was probably said much nicer than that but it's basically like everyone is showing up to every moment of their lives with whatever they know how to deal with I suppose with whatever resources and reactions and responses Mm -hmm they have in their personal realm at that time to that situation that's happening for them right then. So what I'm saying right now might, you know, in a year's time, not be what I would say now, or, you know, there's been times where someone might say something to me in the past and I've reacted in a certain way. And that's just because that's what I knew then. Whereas now maybe the same situation I'd react in a different way. And it's because I've grown and evolved and learned and healed through certain things that has allowed me to, I suppose, meet that moment in a different way that serves people or myself maybe a bit better. Mm. Um, So also, and then if you can look at that concept, I suppose, and put it towards others as well. So when you see someone else doing something that maybe you don't agree with, or maybe you feel they could do better, or even your own relationships and your personal relationships, if you're frustrated with how someone's responding or what they're doing or how they're showing up, just having compassion for them and knowing that, you know, it's actually not wrong. It's not, it might be in our eyes because that's what we've learned to know Mm. now, but where they are in their journey, they might not have that awareness there. Um, So it's not wrong or it's not right. And I'm not wrong or right with how I live, but I think, just having that compassion for knowing that everyone is just doing basically the best and with what they know and how they're approaching things. So I think sometimes having that general, I suppose, um, view on on just people being people in the world um, can be really helpful. I feel, I suppose, yeah, I think too is, is really just, I love when people just kind of observe more than they do I suppose offer advice like just being a supportive person as well because sometimes when someone comes to us with something you know it might not be like you might not be a therapist or a space holder or someone that actually does this for work but it could just be a family member or a friend that's coming to you um and often I think rather than meeting them with okay well do this like why don't you try that have you done this you know being like how can I support you? You know, mm. is there anything I can do? Um, what do you need from me right now? Or, you know, coming from a supportive place rather than a fix-it place. Yeah. And then vice versa, if you're the person who needs to vent or feels like they've got something going on in their life um, and you're coming to someone, rather than just picking up the phone and being like, hey, and then offloading everything that they need to offload, Sometimes it's helpful too just to send them a text quickly or just check and say, hey, do you have the space right now for me? Can you listen with an open mind or, you know, is it okay if I talk to you about this? You know, I don't need you to help me. I just want someone to listen or, you know, really making sure you have those kinds of um, questions and dialogue when it comes to, yeah, being in this space with others, whether, like we say, it's in a therapeutic professional work sense or if it is just in your interactions with the people that are in your life so yeah that's sort of a couple of little approaches I think maybe solutions you could say but um yeah just I guess approaching is something that can be powerful too in just the way we approach things absolutely that's perspective 
shifting creates you know behavior change like when we begin to see things differently or feel things differently um even just one percent you know different to how we did yesterday like you say we're meeting ourselves you know in a in a new way potentially being able to offer like you said support in a different way even just you know now the language that you've used like could be language you know someone's hearing for the first time like do you have space for me to be able to offload or talk to you about this thing. It means a lot to me. If you could just listen, I don't really want any advice. I'd just like you to acknowledge me, you know? And so just even having this language around support and asking for support and accepting support, I think is something that, again, like we, we are like focusing on a solution, but we're just illuminating the possibility of what could be you know around being trauma aware and I think just being able to accept support or ask for support is a huge huge thing you know it takes a long time to unravel from my own conditioning of like fierce independence and to be successful I have to do everything on my own for example. Um, so it's like, even, literally we were talking about it before we press play on the podcast, didn't we? We were just saying like, we both had space held for us in different ways this morning. And we do that also for others. And I just think there's this beautiful inf- infinity symbol to me that, that comes up with, with that, with the way to treat ourselves is how, you know, we treat others and it keeps flowing back, um, flowing back. And so something else that that came up before we yeah go into the next question as well was just you mentioned in your message about um to me over over Instagram just how to see such deep inner work and deep what would you call it yeah deep concepts explored so loosely on Instagram And I think that there's something here just to speak to around people's privacy and that like moving away from Instagram being in the narrative of a highlight reel and actually realizing everyone's coming to this, that space. And maybe you're on social media tuning in or not, maybe you have a business on socials or not, but either way, most of us are showing up on there and we have to begin to take such radical self-responsibility for what's coming into our field or what we're putting out there. And it's okay to be discerning. And so I think, you know, I wonder what your view is on this, just about privacy and discernment, you know, in the realm of being trauma aware and or even experiencing trauma is like we have to have boundaries around social media or the way we interact in the world. Um, yeah, that's just a concept that's coming up to, to, to speak to. Yeah, I definitely feel, I feel that it's, Mm. I think the world has always been, well, I suppose like I'm 24. So I've grown up kind of with internet and the online world since I was, you know, younger, I guess. And social media has been around, but I feel um, maybe the relationship I have with social media now as someone who works for themselves and likes to connect with other like-minded people through it compared to maybe when I was just a consumer and I really was just on there because everyone else is and your friends are and you're just sharing photos of yourself and you you and your friends like this is like younger me yeah so now really being like what actually is this space and you know I remember like deleting my Instagram which had all my friends from school and like you know just people you knew you actually knew them in real life and it was just like pointless sort of sharing and it was just that's all it was and so um now to use it as a place that it is where I share the work that I do but it's also somewhere that I find it as as a really beautiful place to share my thoughts on things and reflections and how I feel Mm -hmm. um and I've kind of shifted towards being you know having an intention behind what we're doing on social media because it is so important in people's lives and even in my life I, I was chatting to Jackie from Subtle Self the other day and we were saying isn't it crazy how much importance we put on this little app? Like it could just disappear one day, you know, and there'd be so many people that have such a probably subconscious relationship with it, that it provides them comfort and it provides them, 
a sense of connection and people say you know social media is so toxic and you know you shouldn't be on it as much as you are and yes that's true but it also can be a really beautiful place to really find comfort and connection if we're consuming things and I hope as myself as a person can contribute to adding in the realness just like when we go down the street to the cafe or something you know you might actually talk to a human and tell them things about your life that maybe you think oh I wouldn't share that online you know I'm only going to tell them because it's like this real divisive place like online is where you're very curated and where you can edit things and where you only share what you're happy to for people to know about you whereas in real life you sometimes don't get a choice as well you know you might slip over in the shop and so everyone's going to see you obviously if you had a choice you wouldn't put that on on social media or something you know what I mean so I suppose it's this really like dictated place and um I feel though because it is so important to people and the online space is growing and I think the online space as much as it can be um a bit scary how online everything is it's also a really beautiful thing and I think so many opportunities come through it and I guess it's your intention with the online space but I feel as we as a society are entering into the online space even deeper um it's important that we maybe don't treat it as something different Mm. to our current lives so I think being aware and having intention around what we share online I think is really important so you know sometimes I suppose just sharing things that aren't going to I suppose the word I feel like is like curated you know um having a mixture just like you are in your real life you know you're not you have bad days you have good days why can't we on Instagram share both as well it's not this big scary thing to tell someone you're feeling maybe what is classified as a negative thing or you know for for something not to be presented in a certain way just to be in a real raw human way you know I've even caught myself before like I might take a photo or something and or like move mess out of the way to take a photo of it and but in my real space there's mess there and you know there's clutter or there might be like some mugs that are piling up and I've put them to the side and I've taken a photo of my journal over here in this like perfect and so I think just being aware of like why do we do that you know if we could be more I suppose real Mm -hmm. online as well I I think starting to see it as a place that is we spend as much time as we do on the online world I think as we do in our real life world you know so I think just starting to see what our relationship is and how we're contributing to that space, I think is, is just as important as how we're showing up in our real life, if that makes sense. Yeah, definitely. I think it's back to looping back to assuming the humanity in everybody and just knowing that, you know, even if there is that perfect photo of the journal, like assuming that that person also has to wash up you know, also has to go to the toilet, also has to be a human like us. And so remembering that, yeah, looping this conversation, like with this golden thread around humanity, I think a complex human experience, really acknowledging that. And when you were saying about the, like the mess and the messiness that exists you know, in all of our lives in different ways, you know, that can be energetic mess, emotional mess, you know, like physical mess, right? And so that's why it's so important that we nourish ourselves on each and every level, like each of the bodies that we have um, within us, like we're, you know, operating and sometimes we need a tidy up in like one, one or two or all of the spaces. And so coming, like you said, into um, an intention with, the online world and especially if if people that are are tuning in um as fellow space holders and really knowing that meeting yourself there in your wholeness and your rawness is also giving permission to everybody else to do the same you know sort of being a leader in that way and so I really love this conversation that is being empowered by all of you I just think that that trauma-informed conversation even just touching on it you know like scratching the surface like we have today is just a level of acceptance you Mm. know for for what who who we are what we are the fact that we all experience 
all emotions and again like I said just assuming the humanity Um, yeah sorry I think just touching on that too I think when we can be our vulnerable authentic self you know and that maybe is gradual you don't have to share every part of you just like you wouldn't share every part of you with a stranger you know but I think being our authentic self and being vulnerable and sharing our lived experiences I think one gives people permission to also do the same mm-hmm. but you know whether that's online or offline but mm-hmm. two I think really just brings comfort to people in knowing that yeah you know that they they are also human as well as me and that kind of bondedness of you know when you connect with someone and you're like oh my god yes I feel that too or you know you're like you have a shared experience whether it's you know whatever it might be um that just brings a really simple sense of comfort to our humanness you know and I think because we're consuming and we're online so much if we can just infuse a little bit more of that into our what we share and what we you know I suppose put on our on our socials and yeah I suppose be a little bit real with it um can help others I think feel comfortable and yeah like a sense of knowing that they're not alone even though they're not but when people are in that kind of space of loneliness and Mm. you know don't really feel they have support or don't know how to ask for or don't even know how to to receive it you know just simply saying hey guys this is what I'm thinking about this and they read it and then you know they're like yes that's how I feel and they might not say anything but in their own little world that's what you've shared your words about that experience has impacted them and I think that's my whole message with the work I do moving forward too it's just offering people space to feel comfy and to feel accepted and you know through doing that is sometimes more powerful than telling them to you know do all the things which are beautiful and valid as well but I think starting at that place of just opening up safe space opening up comfort um through our own lived experiences Mm. and qualifications hopefully people are doing it and they know they are certified and able to if they're touching on the mental health element of this work um so yeah I just think that was important to add beautiful I love it that um I think that we're in the realm of being you know we're really supporting people in their being in their living in holding what is I think it's very important. Like I want to just like gold, golden highlight this um, metaphysically (laughs) about not having a to-do list for people to become better Mm. or like to fix themselves, right? Like we literally are moving into the new way of being, which is like whatever is present is present like come up take a seat it's all good like let's just share space and I love that um with your gorgeous new studio if you'd like to touch on um your comfy comfy space for people I love your chairs the chairs that you've been sharing is just so symbolic because I'm like all here for the symbolism like I, I see life in symbols so yeah um before we wrap up I'd love for you to um invite people there and and the space that you have recently opened. Thank you. Um, yeah, I suppose I have been working just as like a one-to-one health coach really is what I'm qualified to do. But really I'm just opening up space for people and working with them one-to-one. And, you know, I guess that's where a lot of this that we've chatted about today has come from and learning through being in that space and being so new to that space and kind of trying to find templates of other people doing it and, you know, being met with a lot of this kind of masculine upper leveling, you know, solutions, promising, which has really struck forward with me. So I felt really like, and I felt fallen into the trap as well as a person. I have felt, okay, I need to invest in this work so I can be better. And if I don't, I won't be. And, you know, so it's like, I've definitely fallen into that trap of wanting to be a better human and having to do these things. When I suppose so through this work, I've really navigated that there's a lot within us, but I think the beauty in it is having a safe space to explore that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I've found through my one-to-one work that, you know, a lot of the girls have shared with me that, you know, I didn't know what I was coming here to talk about today, but just by having the space opened, they've unraveled and, you know, we've just chatted and unpacked things that 
obviously intuitively needed to or wanted to come through rather than having a really like um, curated and planned sort of way of approaching this work by saying, okay, week one, we're going to focus on this. We're going to do all these things week two. You know, it really was like, no, actually, I think humans work better if we can just flow with our own sort of intuitive guidance because it's there. But I think the thing that is still a service is offering people space for that. And I think that's where the idea came. So I've created a little platform called Self Rhythm Studio, and it's basically an online studio space that is home to resources and tools and workshops and still one-to-one sessions with me. But I just wanted to create a space that, you know, really honoured the humanness. I didn't want people to come there and I suppose feel that they had to sign up to certain programs or do certain things. They can either come and just consume what we're sharing, collaborate and connect with other real humans. Mm -hmm. Um, A big part of it is, yeah, I really want to have real life people share their thoughts and feelings and experiences and just have this really nice collective community feeling of humans being humans and just holding shared space for each other and um, allowing, I suppose, the, the essence of it really is allowing the exploration and evolving and the curiosity around that. Cause I think as humans, we are curious. We, we are, I suppose, always looking to mm. expand. And sometimes it's not the greatest to be really future focused, but I think naturally we're wired to um, be curious about ourselves, about others and, and evolve. And then on the other hand, we can just be really accepting and compassionate of where we're at and feel like we have, you know, connective spaces to be in that. Um, so I suppose it's, it's really symbolising the yin-yang type of humanness and honouring all of that. And I suppose that's where the, the name rhythm came from because I feel like we're all just in a constant loop of rhythms as humans and sometimes it's going to be up and sometimes it's down, sometimes it's in the middle. And I think um, coming to this sort of, wellness space as a way that I'm not a leader or anyone who's better than anyone I'm simply someone who had an idea who felt that there was something missing you know for me personally I I feel like I get value and even the girls I've worked with so far is just having a a safe space that feels really real and I think that's something um that's really important to honor and not make people feel like they come and they have to change or they have to be better um in my eyes it is an online studio space at the moment and one day I hope it's a real life space but I just feel like yeah like I'm sure it'll get there one day when I own like a farm or something or like you know I'm I'm just gonna have like a little tiny house out the back probably won't be tiny but you know (laughs) little room little house um but for now it's online but the the kind of essence is that comfiness you know um that really openness that really you know come as you are and really just real authentic genuineness um that I suppose is the only thing that feels right I just don't want to enter into this space anymore or, or keep going with withholding space um in a way that doesn't feel that's honoring kind of that humanness. So um, that's what I've learned over the last little while of doing this work and being in this industry, in this world is, um, yeah, it's not a creative wellness hub. That's kind of the main thing. It's really just a comfy, safe space where people come and self-explore. Okay. Really crazy. <laughs> oh, I love it, Courtney. Thanks so much for sharing that and your, you know, inner vision of of this space and one day coming to life, like you said, in the physical, but right now it's in the virtual, the cosmic, which is beautiful, where we both dance. And it's so interesting, um, as you were saying about like the prescriptive programs, you know, that can be out there. And it's like week one, week two, and like that's cool for some people, of course. But like what really came up there um, is that, we don't have to get anywhere and the people that I work with like will come to the end of a program and it's like oh yeah you know I'm feeling really grounded or I'm feeling you know expansive in this certain field that they were you know sort of traversing but it's like you know and I'm human and I'm still navigating like hardships or challenges it's not like you know you're coming to be arrive anywhere and then um I just 
feel myself as well having a mentor that I speak with like weekly and I've just entered into a six-month program with her um she's just so incredible and it's all purely audio so I can just like go in and out anytime um of the week but it's just like I'm not even I didn't sign up and to to receive this support to get anywhere in six months but I know by having space to express myself and just be like "Mm, today like my creativity is just like through the roof, I need to just like get some ideas out there is going just to help me in the moment because life is just a series of moments. Like we're never not in the now. So it's just so important to, like you said, have these spaces like self-rhythm studio to be in that moment what with whatever you are experiencing. So it's so beautiful. Thank you for bringing it to life. Um, so excited to see where it goes and also to write my little... Um, what would you call it? In the journal? You've asked me some questions. Lens. Yeah. It's a little series there. Oh, can't wait. And everyone can read them. And I'm really excited. I've got a few come through. It's just beautiful to even observe people's different responses to the same questions and just get a little insight into people's lives. Like, I just think it's so cool because we don't. We don't ask people serious questions very often, you know. Um, so I think it's really interesting. Um, Amazing. I'm going to do that. Beautiful. Thank you so much for this conversation. I have really enjoyed it. I think it's been very explorative. Thank you for meeting these moments in conversation with me for the last 45 minutes. And thank you to everyone who's been listening and journeying with us wherever they are in the world. It's been a pleasure. So thank you so, so much for bringing your wisdom and your energy here to the podcast. You're so welcome. And thank you for opening the space for me. It's been wonderful. so much for joining me from wherever you are in the world I've loved having you with me if you've enjoyed today's episode please feel free to message me on Instagram or even share this episode to your stories and tag me you can also rate and review my podcast to help it reach more ears and hearts around the world okay my love until next time be well and remember to take moments to earth your energy within Mm -hmm.